Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. If you're looking for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style, Empowerography would love to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners, Quartz and Canary Jewelry and Wellness Company. Please use code EMPOWER15 to receive 15% off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com. Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Raya Karen. She is a nature-based, holistic, and intuitive guided wellness therapist, as well as the owner and founder of Roots to Wellness. How are you doing this morning, Raya? I'm doing really good. Excellent. I haven't had coffee yet, but it's uh, <laughs> <but really> good. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I am so grateful to have you here today and thankful. Thank you so much for making the time and taking the time to be here with me this morning. I know it's very early where you are, so I appreciate you. And yeah, let's let's jump right in. So as mentioned, you are a nature-based, holistic, and intuitively guided wellness therapist for women and youth. You're also the owner and founder of Roots to Wellness. You are a published author. And last but certainly not least, you're a mother. How long ago did you found and start Roots to Wellness? Um, It was Christmas of 2019. I've been playing with ideas of having my own practice for years. We were actually at the dinner table for uh, Christmas dinner. And we were all kind of bantering back and forth and having these, like we were doing a, a name brainstorm for it. We actually were looking at names because Raya means uh, Raya Sun. We we're looking at something to do with that. So so that didn't really fit. And then actually literally taking a bite of like mashed potatoes. <laughs> I'm like, it's Roots to Wellness. And everybody's like, like, what's Roots to Wellness? I'm like, yeah, like the name for my business. <laughs> Because it was unanimous and I'm like, you know, I don't even know, like I said, it just came in and we kind of talked about why, right? Mm. Like we're back to our roots, back to all those things and yeah. it just felt right. It sounded right. My dad was there super pumped. Yeah. He's waiting for me to do this. So over Christmas dinner. Excellent. And, a family affair. It was a family affair, which was really beautiful as well. Cause it was nice to have, you know, all the input of kids and my parents and yeah. husband and stuff and uh, those cheerleaders cheering yeah. me on. Beautiful. So what was the inspiration behind starting Roots to Wellness? I think pretty much my whole life I've wanted to do my own thing. I'm a super independent person. And I wanted to be very unique in the work that I did, not institutionalized, not structured. I'm not I'm not necessarily a structured person. So Yeah, I can't see you being a structured person. <laughs> no, I think it's that Gemini in me. I've got that multi-personality and I've got it's that ADV brain as well. And I'm all over the place. I got lots of squirrels on the go all the time. So for me it was to create something unique and different and to bring my passion and my work and a place that is also fun to heal for people and I mean I've worked with people most of my life I started out as a coach so I took all of that stuff and just put it in a cool toolkit and decided to go away from the contracts and the the things that kind of boxed me in the statistics and the contracts and the 75% paper time 25% 25% client. I want it the other way around. So I just really pushed me to just continue. Like just, I knew I'd do it one day. I just didn't know when the one day was. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm curious. You are a nature-based holistic therapist. So 
what do you do differently from a regular holistic therapist? What sets you apart? Just touching on a little bit, like I'm taking all of your kind of traditional works, but then I'm putting that spin on it where we're going out into nature spaces, whether I can do it on Zoom, which is super cool, but I, I do a lot in person as well. Okay. And kind of taking all of those different holistic modalities, like I was saying, putting them all in this really cool kind of blended toolkit, and I can kind of pull from whichever one. And I really do most of my work intuitively, kind of tune in with the person, kind of what they're wanting to do, you know, the healing that they would like. Sometimes they don't know what that is, and we'll just start. So literally, it's unique. It's different. It's um, guided just by me, by my intuition, by my guides, by my experience. And like I said, my office is the outdoors, and it can be a completely different space every day. And it's unique and different because it's my own. Nobody is telling me what to do or how yeah. to do it. It's mine. So what, what an office to have though, outdoors. I mean, it, it is, it's a tip. It's a different environment every single time. It is. And I think that's the fun part for healing for people is that, you know, instead of going and not that there's anything wrong with it because there isn't, you know, but going to that office space, the same chair, the same couch, the same you know, notepad for 50 minutes. Healing is just not linear. It's not easy. It's like the river flows, right? So when I can take people into all these different places in physical form or in virtual form or in mind form through guided stuff, it's a very different healing process. Beautiful. So you say that you strongly believe that going back to your roots and diving into the healing elements of nature and, and being your most raw, real, authentic self is your best message. Why do you believe that going back to your roots and the healing elements of nature is the way to go? Why is this method so personally important to you with the work you do with your clients? I mean, it takes me back to my roots of being a born and raised farm girl and back to the animals, all of those things. But also we all come from nature. We are a part of nature. We do exchange that energy with the elements of nature. You know, so it's a really nice part to be able to go out into all these spaces and actually exchange the energies and the things that we no longer need with that of the earth. And, and the vision of that is those elements helping us to clear and to clean and to, to reconnect to the roots of nature and of all of these, you know, whether we're with the earth, the water, the air or wind, whichever you want to call it, or, you know, fire, which also can be sun energy. So we're made up of all these things. And, you know, that's our home. That's our place where we're most grounded. And we've become so disconnected from that. And so it's that reconnection back to self, back to, you know, mother nature, back to Gaia, whatever you want to call it, right? Like, it's just that whole, yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful connection. I love it. I think, I think it's beautiful too. That's amazing. And it's so unique because I don't know of anyone else that does that kind of work that brings the elements of nature into their work and takes their clients out into that space. So I think it's amazing. Very, mm-hmm. very unique. Rhea, what type of person or client is your ideal client? What things do you look for in a potential client before you decide to work with them? I mean, obviously, it's nice if our energies work well together. And I truly believe that those are who are meant to work with me come my way anyway. You have to be ready to embark on the journey of healing. It's not easy to go on that and to become vulnerable and raw and real and dig up that stuff or face those things that that have been ailing you and, and that you've been going through because you become to protect yourself. So, you know, if you're willing to ask for help and you're willing to, you know, try something new and try something different and step into the unknown, then we're a good match. <laughs> I'm your person. <laughs> I love it. What, what lights you up and inspires you the most about the work you're doing? Watching people evolve. And it's, it's such a beautiful thing. It's like a lotus flower. 
you know, we kind of, we float beneath the surface for so long and slowly you don't realize all these things that you're doing and growing and growing. And then all of a sudden you, this beautiful flower comes above the mucky surface and just blossoms. And I think we get that same in our healing journey. And it's just, it's the most incredible thing to watch people get their aha moments and their, you know, get through the stuff that they thought they could never get through. I, I end the session and I feel like I'm on fire. I feel like my soul is just lit up. Like I, you know, it just it gives me this most beautiful energy. And I just think like, see, you're so capable. You're so amazing. Yeah. And watching people gain that bounce in their step and that courage and that strength again, it's something that's really indescribable. But it, it, uh, it truly is. There aren't enough words in the vocabulary, in the English language, I think, to describe that feeling. It's just an amazing feeling. So I'm always curious. You mentioned that you use your intuition and your guides to help your clients. So I'm very curious, and I always love hearing about this through different people's thoughts and, and their how they look at it and how they think of it. But do you believe that everyone has the ability to be an intuitive within and it's just a matter of having the right guidance to do so or figuring out on their own how to tap into those abilities well i think we're all born with an intuition you see kids and they they got it they trust their gut they're just raw real and authentic and you can see them they do you in, in the things that they do and as we go through life we have experiences we have traumas we have all these things we start to go, oh, no, no, you know, there's all these other things are coming at me. Can't be that, can't be that. I don't trust it, don't trust it. Then again, we have, you know, in, in adulthood or, or sometimes, you know, depending on when in life, we kind of, a lot of us will go through an awakening, they call it, or kind of that aha moment. Maybe we'll have something that comes up and smacks us in the face and we kind of go, oh, sh Jesus, I had that and now I haven't trusted it for years. And it kind of comes back in. And you can see it, it's the same thing. It, it starts to come back in. You start trusting, you start pulling on it. And, you know, those doors start opening, those people start coming in, those, you know, all of those things. And you can just literally see it build again and come back. And like I said, I think we all have a bit of that intuitive sense and we can tap into so many things. And I think with tapping into nature, you're reminded of that. That's a powerful spiritually guided experience and it shows people that they know what they need they're just not listening to that gut feeling that that intuitive sense because i think sometimes there's kind of there's been also like that woo woo kind of you know yeah connotation with that yeah witchy you know that's yeah. this i actually had somebody say to me on the weekend you know like you're like this the most incredible like witchy person and i was like oh that's kind of cool so in tune and so tapped into just what I know in my bones and my body and my heart, like all of that. And the more you practice it, the more it becomes stronger. And I don't know that it's, it's not something that you can train. It's just something you tap back into. Yeah. And these beautiful supports that come in to meet that, you know, I mean, I can't even count how many amazing people have helped me to remind me of that gift and remind yeah. me of that and keep kind of giving me that little nudge forward. Nurturing you through that, yeah. Now, why did you decide to focus your energy and business on helping to empower women through your business? Did this journey begin with some of your own personal struggles? I've always helped people. I've always worked with people. And I think, for, like I was saying to you before, I, I really wanted to step into a different space so that I could really have a unique way of welcoming people into, you know, be vulnerable and raw and real and do the healing that they so much have been searching for because we're all searching we're all looking we're all trying to figure out like what is the next best thing and we have all this stuff coming at us all the time and if we can disconnect from that chaosy life that's going on 
and come back to ourselves and be. And I think as I did that for myself and I was like, oh my God, like everybody needs this because you just get so lost in that tumble and that expectations and that stuff in life. And as I started to do my own healing process and working with mostly women and, and youth, I thought like, damn, I need to do this. Like I really do. And it just, everything that comes in, every person I meet and I work with just keeps reminding me that's my why. I see all of these things evolve and change very quickly for people. And it's just a, I can hold this space for them where they're safe and they're heard and they're understood. It's just, it's a beauty. Yeah, it's pure beauty. You know, and I get to do that. Like, you know, I do. And and it's, and we can all do those things Mm -hmm. for our own unique selves. It just looks different. Yeah, absolutely. I know that you have quite the personal backstory. Can you share a little bit about that with us? Oh my. Just a little bit of your journey. Yeah, it's been quite a, a, an interesting journey. Like I was saying, I kind of started on the farm and that's kind of where I really went back to was that sense, that feeling of being really connected to nature and to animals. And then I kind of meandered through life doing a lot of different things. And I always coached. I used to actually equestrian coach instead of- Oh, life. Really? that stuff yeah wow I did that early my parents ran an equestrian center and a camp in the summer for for girls and I so I primarily actually have worked with mostly women I guess Mm. and so I did a lot of that and I was was trained in a lot of the coaching and and, uh, equestrian stuff and which was phenomenal because we got a lot of uh you find a lot of people who are disconnected from life go to horses they they go to nature they all of these things they're troubled they're you know struggling with stuff and so I did that for many years up into my 20s. And then I kind of disconnected from the equestrian world for a while and really went into working with at-risk youth, abused women and children. I even taught preschool. Play therapy worked with children who witness abuse a lot. Very, very high rates of trauma, high-risk youth that were in and out of like youth facilities. And then, like I say, abused women and their dependent children. We have a lot of high-risk uh, area that we're in. The, so there was a big population to work with with that. And then I, through all that, we owned a business. Robin <laughs> 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 Grill was my husband's dream. So we did that, which actually was really good because I got to see different sides of people and learn about staffing and about the public in a different way and, and kind of hone some different skills that I didn't know I had and manage a kitchen, which is not my thing, but I did it anyway. And, and I actually cooked in the kitchen as well for about four or five years and, um, and, and I led the kitchen. So that was interesting. And then in between, I had two kids. And then I also went to university, something I always wanted to do. And I was kind of doing one course at a time, but I had always had that limiting belief of I'm not good enough. I can't do it. I can't, you know, I'm not smart enough. And that goes back to way back. And I just kind of one course at a time, took a break when I was having kids. And then in 2018, I actually got to, my whole family went down with me. So my girls actually got to see me walk across the stage. Awesome. What a moment that must've been. It was the best moment in my entire life. And yeah, and it was, it was amazing. And for that, you know, they're videotaping and they got their cat in my camera (laughs) and, and just that, you know, I got to share that with, with them and not everybody can say that because usually you've done your career. Exactly. So that was something that really made me realize, you know, my dad always was said to me that there's no such thing as I can't, you can do it. You'll find your own unique way and you'll get there in your time. And you know, so I keep adding, reminding myself of that and adding that to the stuff I'm doing. And then I became a published author, which kind of came to me out of nowhere. And now I'm working on a year long intuitive coach training, which is intense and healing and super amazing. And I've just got all these things on the go. <laughs> I love it. Groups and podcasts and all this stuff. So it's 
I just keep opening the floodgates and it all just keeps flooding in. So there you go. That was the quick rundown. And that's beautiful. I love it. Yeah. So how would you say then these experiences have helped shape the Raya you are today, do you think, both personally and professionally? I've just grown so much and I think I've not been afraid to grow and to learn and to take opportunities, like some of the opportunities in the last few years that have kind of come my way. I may not remember how they came, but they came at the right time in the right way. And it's just really helped my me to open up and uh, my confidence to build and trusting myself and, and the gifts that I've been given to share with others. So each thing that comes your way that you embark on and that you learn from or person, you know, that it just really helps that you can and yeah. it looks the same. You know, I'm not going to go and maybe have a PhD like this other person, but you don't want to look at my background. It's probably about the same amount of stuff, right? Yeah. So it, it doesn't have to look the same. It doesn't have to be linear. It doesn't have to be like everyone else, right? Because we're always, you know, there's those ex- societal expectations. And I had those put on me for so long. And I felt like I failed every single one of them. And my dad would say I'm a late bloomer, which is kind of funny, you know, but I've really stepped into my own in the last five years or so. And it feels amazing. Like it's, I feel like I'm home. Yeah, I exactly know what you're talking about. It's, it's incredible. And I think that a lot of the light has been shone on the fact that we don't have to follow societal conditioning and the norms as a result of COVID that has lit that completely up and opened that wide for people to realize that, no, we don't have to do things the way we've been doing them for all of these years. Everybody's path is different. Everybody's path looks different. You don't have to do it that way anymore. And I think it's just amazing that, I mean, I really believe that COVID is a gift. It really is a gift to the world. It is. And I think it, it goes back for me to that. We had to you know, disconnect from everything that we knew and that freight train that we were on all yeah. the was just spinning and spinning and spinning. And there was no get off point. And it just, you know, I have this vision of the whole earth, like just, it's just stopped the earth and it's just sitting there and it's kind of trying to find its access. And while it's trying to do that, everyone is finding their jump off point, their reconnection, their you know, re-looking at their lives. Like, do I want to work 15 hours a day, never see my family? Do I want to have stress and have body pains and illness and all of these things? Or do I want to make a flip and reconnect back to myself? What is myself wanting? Yeah. Or family, what what about my kids? What about my, whatever it is, you know, whether it's your parents or anyone It's just, we had to stop doing what we were doing as a collective. I think there's still a lot more to come though. There's still a lot more, there's a lot more awakening to be done. And, you know, it's, it's just been, again, it's been such a gift. I mean, that's, and that's certainly not to take away from all the hardship that has come as a result of that as well, because there has been a lot of that too, Mm -hmm. financial loss, personal loss, you know, I mean, but I think when you look at the grand picture or the wider picture when you take a step back and look at it through a wider lens the good far outweighs the bad I think it does you know and I think it's beautiful actually to watch so many people awakening in on so many levels you know finding themselves finding their gifts their maybe their why is new and different and you know they're helping their you know paving that path for the youth for their children for their families you know sisters and brothers and I think that you know it's been really hard for so many people but I think it's also a time for us to heal ourselves yeah for sure 
almost given us permission to do that. And that's not always easy to follow either because it can be really hard. Mm-hmm. I also that we've only barely even tapped the surface of oh, that. Yeah. The mental health of all of this is it's generations to come now, right? For sure. We've got a collective PTSD, we've got collective trauma and anxiety and all of these things, but we are so capable of coming through this beautifully and, you know, evolving in a way I think that the human race never really ever has. Yeah, the world is going to be a much better place. I mean, there's still a lot of work to do. And it feels like to me, a pressure cooker and the top is going to just fucking blow. And it's going to be amazing. There's going to be so much more beauty to come out of this. And I'm so excited for all of it and more people to awaken and... It's going to pop off and blow rainbows and glitter. (laughs) (laughs) So you briefly mentioned about becoming an author and that in 2021, you accomplished that big dream of yours of being a published author. Can you share a little bit about that dream, about the book, how it felt for you to finally achieve that dream and how the opportunity came about for you? You know, and I never realized it was actually a dream of mine until it actually knocked on my door. Both my parents are writers. So I was like, oh, I can't write like them. Like, seriously, I, I have dyslexia and ADD. I can't do that. I was always told in school I can't, right? But I always was so inspired, like super inspired by them being able to share their truths and their stories. And they have quite a background, like they've traveled the world. And so they're sharing all of this stuff and putting it out to the world and being vulnerable. And I don't even exactly remember where the opportunity came from. It kind of came at me and I just went, oh, well, that looks really interesting. So I emailed the lady because it just kind of popped up on my feed and I'm like, she grieves. Wow, that sounds like really interesting. And so then we talked on a call and we just like, we totally just the energy work, the experience. It was about all the gathering, all of these women together from all around Canada to share their stories of grief and loss, you know, whether it was car accidents, overdoses, suicides, murders, all of those dying from cancer, people losing their parents, their children, just the stories were incredible of all these people coming through. And I'm like, well, I'd like to share my story in that. Can I share, you know? And I thought, holy shit, I'm becoming super vulnerable by saying yes to this. And I did, I didn't tell anybody I said yes to it. And even my husband, I was like, oh, I'm just going to do it. And I did. And I actually asked my parents for help because I can write, I can dump out. Like, I think I had to have 3000 words, which, you know, for me, I dumped out about 7,500 words. And, you know, so to be, the editing is not my strength. So I'm so fortunate I had both of my parents to do that. It was a very healing, beautiful process as well. And I think a lot of people who embark on writing is, it's also sharing your story, but it's also healing. And it's something that was, it's 25 years that you know, actually it's almost 26 since it happened. And it was an amazing experience, you know, and I, I did get to share that with my dad who passed away six weeks after my book was actually in my own hands. So he got to experience that and share that journey. And that was probably the highlight of my year, being able to to write the story, to share it and actually to show him and have him, you know, have the tears with me, have the joy with me. And it's, it's given me a real push that I can continue to do that. I feel like I actually do have a lot more in me. I just don't know exactly what it looks like yet. But <laughs> so it's like trusting those that knowing, like when something presents itself to you, if it feels right in your gut, in your soul, then go for it and figure out a way. If it's not quite the right one, it still intrigues you, then wait on the sideline. The right exact thing will come along and it will present itself. And don't be afraid to, it's like Brene, Brene Brown, braving the wilderness, you know, don't be afraid to be, 
vulnerable and raw and real and all of us have something in us we can all write about it we might just need help and we might just need guidance and that's great because it's a, it's a collaborative book with a beautiful company and so we all you know supported each other in this container and you know nurtured each other because it was very triggering when you're talking about grief and loss and trauma yeah. it's so triggering and so healing yeah for sure and it's true everybody i believe everybody on this planet has a story to share and it need everybody should have that opportunity mm-hmm. at least once to share their story in a book and put it out in the world for others to read because without a doubt one person will resonate with that at least and that's what life's about is helping everybody helping each other supporting one another so i think it's incredible and when you you feel like sometimes you're really alone and what you're yeah. going you pick up something and go like there's like this wow there's like all these stories and there's people that went through this it's not the same as yours because no. it's a unique experience just like oh it's you feel you're heard and you're understood yes. when you, and you, you read these stories and you can very often reach out to the people who've written these stories and go you know damn i really resonated with you like, yeah yeah absolutely I'm, you know, very grateful for this world that we live in and being able to tap into anyone around the globe and share yeah. that kind of vulnerability and stories and, and nurture each other because I think we need more of that. And that's yeah. what folks are having that, that chance to share your story is helping to nurture so many people. You don't even know the effect you'll have. Yeah, for sure. And again, this is another one of the gifts of COVID is being able to be connected to people on the other side of the globe so easily. I mean, the technology was there already, but we weren't utilizing it. We weren't tapping into that. So it truly is beautiful. Rhea, what drives, motivates, and inspires you to keep going and to keep pushing and excelling at all that you do? I don't know. There's like this little energizer buddy in me. (laughs) You know, I just, the way it makes me feel to do the stuff that I love to do, it just literally lights me on fire. And, you know, I watch how it impacts people and how it helps them. And, you know, if I can give someone a little gift for just them, for themselves, that they can carry along with them and keep adding to this beautiful gift that's just theirs, then I've done this most amazing thing. And you know, I watched my, you know, my girls I was mentioning earlier. I mean, they inspire me too, because I watch them becoming these most beautiful, unique individuals. And I'm thinking I got to keep going because, you know, they're watching, they're seeing me. And like I was saying before, you know, my dad's behind me kind of that, you know, giving me that push and, you know, you can do this. You can do anything you want. The world is yours. Yeah. And when you really, as scary as that sounds, because the world is a big place, but your world that you create is very intimate and small and nurturing. So the more that you feed that, the more the rest of it doesn't even seem overwhelming at all. Yeah, absolutely. To date, what would you say is your biggest high or your greatest win? Probably accomplishing my degree was huge. My bachelor's degree from the University of Victoria was really huge because I don't know that I ever thought I would finish it, except I was super damn determined. (laughs) in my life wrong that told me I was stupid and I wouldn't account, um, amount to anything. And even just saying the book goes with that because they almost come together. It's about just stepping into that courage. That's huge. Absolutely it's huge. Huge because it's like I said, I, I know now that I can do anything. I want to You're limitless. I am, right? And I, I, I didn't think I realized I was, but you know, as I'm going through it, there's no time limit on things. So if it takes you 20 years to do something, then it takes you 20 years. You're growing in between all of that. And I think, you know, the only thing I find with where we are at now, everything is like this instant gratification. Yes. You take that away and realize that 
you have your own path, you have your own journey, and it's unfolding exactly how it's meant to. And when you that is the really inspiring and very motivating and very uplifting as well. And I think as that happens to me daily in everything that I do, it just keeps on driving me and 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 pushing me to keep on sharing my mission with who I'm meant to share it with. Well, you should be very proud. I think it's incredible what you've been able to accomplish and you are a true inspiration. So okay. thank you. I think it's incredible. Absolutely incredible. And just keep shining your bright, beautiful light and keep doing you and pushing forward and doing all the things that you want to do. You're right. Again, as we mentioned many times, it does, it's not linear. It doesn't matter if it takes you 20 years to get that degree. Who cares? You still did it. That's the main thing is that you did it and you didn't give up, right? And I think that's important, you know, mm-hmm. you know, we, with our children, we, we don't want them to give up. Right. We want them to keep pushing and find out who they are and, and, and do it in their own unique way. And I, and I, and I did have that too. And, you know, kind of that, like I say, you know, there's no such thing as I can't. Yes. It just looks like it's supposed to for you. Yeah. You know, think of a river and it cuts through banks and over rocks and down cliffs and, through trees, like all of these things to get to its destination. It's not an easy road trip. Uh, no. So, you know, and it, but it's, it's what makes it fun and makes yeah. it unique and different because, you know, we don't know what that final destination That's is. That's right. No idea, but being here present in the now and just allowing those things that are meant to flow in, flow in. Absolutely. And, and embrace them. Yep, like, for sure. Take them as they come. It's all part of the journey. Exactly. And it all helps shape who we are. It does. And it helps us to keep evolving and growing. Yes, absolutely. What do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? I think my passion for helping people. I love it so much because I want to see people heal and succeed and grow and, and become who they're meant to be here in this time and space. And every time I do that, every time I meet someone new, it just, it lights me up. Like, like I said, it's very undescribable sometimes. And I walk away and I feel like I'm just like this glowing ember because I just like lit this person on fire and they're just like, they found themselves again. It's just a feeling that is really, you know, it's my cup is overflowing. My heart keeps opening. My, my intuition keeps opening every person that comes in and it's just, I don't even know that it's, yeah, it's, it's all of this stuff combined. It's just one, (laughs) one area. Yeah, for sure. Because it's just this container of awesomeness. Yeah. That's it. That's a great way to describe a container of awesomeness. I love it. How do you define success? Speaking of that word, what does success mean to you? Well, I think that's super individual. You could look at the world and say, okay, is, is it a big executive job? Is it because you've had six published books? Is it because, you know, you've become the CEO of this big company? I mean, what, what does it really look like? It, it's actually more individual. And I think we kind of, we look around at all these big things and we think we need to have all of this stuff. But when we come back to ourselves and we realize that having these experiences and having these things come in for just ourselves is really successful, not giving up on ourselves and pushing ourselves and trusting and, and going with what we want, what our intuition wants and, and being not afraid to change and not afraid to kind of get off that road and try another one. We're successful, all of us in every single way, whether we've got up and we faced the day, we've slayed it. You know, we've taken that, those baby steps to healing. We've been vulnerable. We think success has to be, you know, and, and there's a lot of this out there. You got to be a multimillionaire. You have to have a six figure business and this and that. Well, 
do we really? Are we meant to? I don't know. I think we have this expectation as a society that comes on us, but really the success is doing what you absolutely love to do that fills you up, lights you up, makes you feel fucking amazing, and you keep doing it. Yeah. And as you feed that feeling, as you feed all of that, it just grows and you just hold on for the ride. Really. It's exponential. Yeah, for sure. What would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before learning it? And what was your life like after you learned it? That anything is possible in life. And you don't really quite know what that anything is going to look like as I've learned. And I was, you know, more, I would have been more shy and kind of reserved if you can, I, I was at one point in my life. And <laughs> protective protectiveness around me and as that started to kind of break away and I started to you know take these opportunities and step away from what everybody thought I should be doing and those expectations and I really started to kind of pivot into my own that's kind of when it all really started to I don't know kind of break away and change and I, yeah. and I it was quite a beautiful experience being afraid but showing up anyway it's huge it is for sure who in your life has had the biggest impact on you and why Ah, there we go. There's that triggering question. My dad and uh, see, dang it. It's okay. Take your time. It's all right. He just was just an incredible, incredible soul. And um, it hasn't been long since he's not here, but he always, like I said, he's always told me I could do anything I wanted to. He always held that big universal open space for me. He was super spiritual. He was also had a psychology background, traveled the world, worked with all sorts of people everywhere had these amazing experiences, was such a, he was more psychic, actually, very intuitive, very much an empath, all of these things. So this world was actually quite intense for him. He lived a very intense life on so many levels, intense emotionally, you know, spiritually and nurturing, like all, all of these things. And I think he's always been that cheerleader, that, that person that never let me stop believing. And if I didn't believe in myself, he believed twofold so that it kept me <laughs> And his biggest thing was his life was his message. And you could see that in everything he did. And people were drawn to him. Like he would meet a stranger. And the next thing he knew it was he knew their life story. <laughs> that open vessel, that safe person, that nurturing soul. And if I could be half of him, I would be, I'd be elated and happy. And I know wherever he is now that, you know, like he's guiding me and pushing me and making sure that I continue doing what I love to do, even if I'm in the midst of the grief and not having that physical person, he's still very much like sitting back here going, I act on, don't you, you can't give up on this, right? Yeah. So, and he never did. He just never let me give up. And even darkest of my days. Beautiful. I mean, there's more, but that's my main one. It sounds like he's an incredible human being and, I mean, to have that support system is just incredible, especially that kind of a support system. I think it's beautiful. And you yeah. are half, at least half, because he, you, are, he, you are a product of him. So he's in you. He is part of you. And as you said, he's guiding you. So I think yeah. it's beautiful. Thank you so much for being so vulnerable and sharing that with yeah. me today. I really appreciate that. I know how hard that is. So thank you for doing that and being so courageous and sharing that. Well, I think it's important to share, right? Yeah. You know, who knows? It, it might it might inspire someone to to step outside of that darkness and be vulnerable and share too. You know, Absolutely. All go through it in different ways and yep. you create this beautiful container for for people to be able to do that. What would you say is one of your biggest 
failures or we'll call them life lessons or teachable moments and what did you learn from it I think it, I mean it goes way back in my life to when I was young and going through some of the things I was the struggles you know whether I was being bullied or I was having a rough time with my learning not asking for help and hiding and you know not wanting to disappoint people I don't know that it's a failure necessarily but it was a very teachable thing for me more because I was gifted with both of my girls who also struggle with ADD and ADHD and dyslexia. And what I've learned is that it is, it's just a unique way to see the world. It's, we learn different, we're all meant to, every single person has a different brain, different superpowers and different strengths and things that come with that. But it took me a long time to learn that and it took me a long time to be vulnerable enough to say, hey, actually, I need help. I can't figure this out. Like I actually need help. And so, you know, in me not asking for help, I've learned how to become an advocate. And now I'm very much on that side as well. I do help people a lot with, with advocacy because people are afraid. Yeah, they don't, for sure. They don't want to be judged. You don't want to be ridiculed. You don't, you've already been enough by your peers, by your teachers, by whoever it is that's been doing that to you. And so it's a hard place to step out of, but it's worth it. If you could set up a billboard anywhere, where would you put it and what would it say? Well, definitely right out on the main highway where everyone can see it that's driving by probably would be up north where I am in British Columbia somewhere. And probably my dad's message, your life is your message, because I just, I think it needs to be shared far and wide. You know, we all have a message to give and to share and to, um, to bring to this world in our own way. And if it can help inspire people to do that and to keep on keeping on mm. and in the darkest of days, maybe you look up and you see that and you go, ah, oh, yeah, okay, I can do this again. There's, you know? there's my message. Yeah, I needed that. Yeah, and I yeah. think you hope that you can give someone a message, It'll keep them going and keep them here and keep them inspiring others and, and working towards their most beautiful life. Love it. What is your personal motto? You can't make that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's interesting though, because I don't know if that's my personal motto or not, but it just came to me. But you know, to people, meeting people, doing, you know, the discovery calls with people, whether, you know, or, or being at a retreat, like all this stuff that comes in to meet your energy and to meet where you're at. And you really cannot make that shit up. And it's just, it's beautiful. It's this energetic exchange. It's the universe lining up for you, it bringing you who you need at the time that you need it, all of those things. And really you, you just can't, you watch it happen. And you're like, all right, let's just go with it. And that's the kind of the saying that I came up with because it's, it's really just fits it. it makes people laugh and it brings them. They're like, no, you're actually right. Like shit, you're right. You know? Yeah, yeah for sure. But it makes people remember that, you know, it goes back to that intuition. It goes back to that knowing why are you at this retreat, this yoga cowgirl retreat, because you, know, you don't know, but yeah. you just find people and holy cow, like this is amazing. And you, you know, like all of these things, like you just don't always know why, but you do it. And then here you are and all these things come to meet it. Yeah. Yeah. What does the word empowerment mean to you? It's a big one. It feels like a big word, but it really, it's not necessarily. It's, it's, I think for me, it's what lights you up, what makes you feel alive and like excited about life and, you know, gives you that bounce in your step. Like, what is it that does that, you know, and as you really step into your purpose and your knowing and your truth, like you're literally like inspiring others and, and showing others that they can have this empowered feeling too. And it's, it just feels almost like you're fully on fire. 
not in a bad way, but in a good way, like lit up. You're just yeah, you're you're just lit up like a sunset. You're lit up like the fire. You're glowing like the sun. Like it's all of these things that come in, and and the more and more empowered and strength that you feel, that your light just burns brighter. And I yeah. think it's just incredible to see that. And like I say, people will look at the word and be like, yeah, that's like kind of a big word, but you know, but it really isn't. It's just yeah. what the you up. What makes you feel freaking amazing? Love. That's a right there right absolutely what is one of your favorite quotes i think you know more around going into trying to remember my exact the favorite one of mine that i kind of have all around my room is the mountains are calling and i must go okay that's something that has been really strong for me whether it's the mountains or nature it's whatever is calling you whatever is is it that you need to do whether it's you know and that's where i've kind of gone with that is you know it's not just about the mountains it's about the journey it's about going into nature and reconnecting with the elements. It's, it's all of these things. And some people face these mountains that they're going, oh my God, like, how am I ever going to climb that? Yeah. You know, or even just in the healing process. And so the mountains are quite powerful and quite like, look at that mountain. Metaphorical around. too. Yeah. And yeah. so look at that and we're like, holy smokes, like that, look at that power and the earth that created that. But then we look in ourselves and we go, okay, well, one step at a time on our journey, we can get there. Yeah. We, can, we can become that mountain and, the, and it's all it's amazingness so it kind of just spreads out in different ways for me but that's been the one that's kind of been sticking yeah. around lately okay we're going to jump into the rapid fire section here so the next grouping of questions just be one two three forward answer type thing okay all right do my best <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite stress reducing activity anything in nature <laughs> What was your very first job? That would be the equestrian coaching that I was okay. doing. I did that right from the get-go. Would you rather have more time or more money? Time. What is one of your favorite words? Vulnerability. How would you describe yourself in one word? Courageous. If you came with a warning label, what would yours say? Buckle up and hold on tight. <laughs> <laughs> if you could teach the world one thing, what would it be? That you can do absolutely anything that you set your mind to. What is one thing you want but cannot buy with money? Experiences. That concludes our rapid fire section. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. What's an unexpected blessing or occurrence in your life that you're grateful for? Probably goes back to that being published. Most recent anyways, because it just taught me so much. It made me realize yet again that anything is possible. I do have a lot to share and it's important to share for whoever needs it. If you had the opportunity to sit down and have a one-hour conversation with one woman, any woman in the world, who would it be and why? Probably Brené Brown. Her work is just phenomenal. And it, it's I really tapped into her Braving the Wilderness book as I was braving myself. And I, and I didn't even realize it. I just happened to walk into this bookstore in this big city. And I'm not a city girl. <laughs> and I chapters. And I was like, oh God, I know, I know that store. I can go there, get off the bus. I'm safe there. And I walked into the front doors and this was, I was finishing my degree at the time and I had to be in person. But anyways, I walk in the front doors and right there, here's this book. And I'm like, well, that's kind of weird. It's about the wilderness. Maybe I should just read it. And I, it's not, <laughs> but it is. And it's just about becoming vulnerable and brave and all of these things. And uh, it was just the most beautiful thing at the time that I needed it. I've shared it with so many people since then. So I just would love to have a conversation. She's done incredible research. She inspires me and she's just, I don't know, it, it would be phenomenal just to have some time to do that. I, I'd like to know more, you know, she's just teaches people about vulnerability, about daring, about tapping into, into you and that person that you're meant to be on this crazy, you know, trip. Crazy rock we live on. 
Yeah, exactly. What is your why? Probably for sure. My daughters are definitely, you know, up there, but also in the sense that I just want to help people. I want to help nurture them. I want to guide them. I want to show them that, you know, no matter what the hell life throws at you, you are so freaking capable. And I think that, you know, I can do that through my girls. I can do that in my work. And I think that that's huge. That's what I do is my why and what, you know, who I influence is my why. And that evolve and change uh, daily, even, you know, my two little, little rocks that kind of inspire me to do that. If you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? You can do anything and don't be afraid to ask for help. Powerful. Lastly, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, your corner of the world, your tribe, your people, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? What words of wisdom would you impart? What would you say? Be afraid and show up anyway. Walk that path. Be authentic and real and raw and vulnerable. Share your message with the world. And even if it's in darkness, get out there, shine your light and empower those around you. Go for it. You can do it. Rhea, thank you so much for taking the time to be here with me today and share a bit about your story and your journey. I have thoroughly enjoyed every minute of this conversation. You are truly an inspiration. Thank you so much for shining your bright, beautiful light onto the world and doing the work that you do. I appreciate you. I am grateful that you and I are connected and that our paths crossed. And I appreciate you. I'm very honored and excited and happy to have you as a member of the Empowerography community. So thank you for all that you do. Thank you. It's been amazing. Such a phenomenal experience. And I just, I love having conversations and just getting to know myself sometimes differently. Share that, like um, share that vulnerability, share that story. And when I share it with different people, it's nice to, I learn, we just learn more, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. This amazing space, like you said, let's just have two friends having a conversation. And I think, you know, holding that space for people to do that is just so empowering and so strong. Yeah, it's just like that little girl that kind of puts her hand up and says, (laughs) (laughs) right? And and the more that you do that, the more you realize the importance of that for whoever's listening, right? It's the same with the book. It's for whoever needs that piece at time. And they go, oh, crap, like I really needed that. Thank you. And so the work that you're doing is so important because you just hold this amazing container for everyone and to share their whys and their purpose and their mission in life. And it radiates out and helps so many people. Well, thank you. I appreciate that truly. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast today. My guest has been Rhea Karen. She is a nature-based, holistic, and intuitively guided wellness therapist, as well as the owner and founder of Roots to Wellness. Thank you so much, Rhea. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.